My agent called, he said he got some interest in my script I'm glad I didn't tell him that I never finished it I got my cast of characters and outline for the plot I even got a famous classic case of writer's block Get it out of my head 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 Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Get it out of your head And onto the page Welcome to On the Page. This is the podcast that answers all of your questions about the craft and business of screenwriting. My name is Pilar Alessandra, and I'm the instructor and script consultant here at On the Page. Joining me as podcast producer is Adeep Desai. Hello. How you doing? Do you want to announce right now that you're formally looking for a nanny now that she was poached <laughs> at the park? <laughs> My nanny was poached at the park. Yes, she was. So we're and, looking uh, for a nanny for Adeep's. How old is Ruby now? She's twenty months. If you're good with uh, with with small children who she's ha- very small, who are feisty and, and feisty. cute as hell, cute. Uh, you know, don't hire an aspiring model as your <laughs> nanny. Um, make sure they don't speak multiple languages. Just don't. I mean, but then you just want to get a crappy nanny so no one will steal them, and then you're like, this person's around your child. It sucks. So was she like? Was she? Um, promoted to au pair like is that she was not she was not uh no uh that would have been understandable but uh yeah it's awkward and 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 the person who poached her lives on our street less than a block away (gasps) so now we get to run into her and that's gonna be nice and awkward Ooh, we we have we have a a guest here jesse wolf hello jesse and jesse was saying you were saying this probably make a good movie Uh, nanny poaching nanny poaching yeah that's That's right i've been writing it up and and act one, have you really been writing it up? Yeah, because it's weird, and and when I tell people, they laugh. So I figure that's something. I love you it. Know. I love it. Act now one. Now that we've broadcasted it out to the world, I know. Now we're all going to steal it. Well, I'll just the edit ticking all clock. Let, let's, let's own this. Act one, uh, nanny is poached. Act two, a. Well, I feel like act one. Well, isn't act one like you have the nanny and everything's going yes, great? Yes, but right? the, but the act act, act one the, break. Act one break she's, is she she's gets poached. poached. Yeah. So in act two, a. It, a, a deep believes he needs to do anything he can to, to get, get her back. A, a, get her back, right? So yeah. he does every all this stuff, right? But at the midpoint, he decides, no, this means war, right? Mm-hmm. Because because now those those neighbors are putting it in, in her face, right? So in Act Two B, you've got to do something to sort of get back at the yeah. nanny, yeah. right? Or if you to, can't have her, no one exactly. Can. Ooh, well, that's I would nice. just get like her that. fired from her current job because they live in the neighborhood. But then right? you know you're just getting back at her, and what about the what about them? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But what happens tricky. is the small child then sees you doing these horrible things. Oh, And you that's come right. to realize that you, that's you're not, setting a bad example exactly. for the Which kid. is the end of Act 2, the low point. Your, you your crisis yep. there. That you, mm-hmm. What have you become? Yep. A deep. And you've succeeded. Right? Just yeah. as just if you have, have succeeded at sabotaging but, her, her job, you but realize what you have done. But in the eyes of my done. child, I have... Uh, what you diminish become. myself exactly yeah. so and it, now you must make amends act three and make yep. amends which would mean um learning how to be a nanny to your own child right? you well go. yeah yeah and and also uh getting a nanny uh who betrayed you back on her feet as maybe. well yeah right? and maybe she didn't a nanny was a stepping stone job for her <gasps> oh. she had aspirations to be other things so maybe right. something that you do your profession or something allows you to Make a connection to get her really what she really wants. But then, of course, she gets you what you really want, too, right? Which is closer sure. to your child. Closer yeah. to your child, but probably also a little help, which wouldn't, wouldn't be a bad thing. Uh, who, 
Does anyone really want to watch this movie, though? I, I, I'm loving this movie. <laughs> I think your demographic yeah, is what, uh, it's, uh, mothers and it's, nannies. Yeah. <laughs> Put your inner critic away, where are man. The dad, where are the dads? Look, look at what happened with all this, though. I look know. at what happened, no, right? You beautiful. came up with a great movie. The dad just staying and home then, with and, the kids while the yeah, mothers and nannies go out and have a, have a bonding moment. Ultimately, that's movie. what we came up with is like, well, we'll just split it so we can spend more time with her and we split the time and we'll figure out if we need help or not in the real life version that's sweet you know that's sweet that's what what um pat and i have done for 13 years and look at how close we are (laughs) 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 oh let's move on let's talk about jesse hi jesse hi (laughs) welcome back thank you we missed you jesse wolf is uh, a longtime client friend um and uh he has been in florida teaching at uh uh, the University of Central Florida. University of Central Flor- Florida. And now is over at Savannah College of Art and Design. Correct. All right. And you've been there for how long now? Um, uh, half a year. And teaching film? Film directing, uh, film production, writing. So so this guy actually knows what he's talking about. That's what we're saying here. But also, you, sh- you guys should know that... In his day, Jesse Wolf worked for Castle Rock Entertainment, Warner Brothers, AMC Television, AMC and Showtime Networks. Um, he, gosh, you've you've uh, you were at Actors Theater of Louisville. Um, so you've written for plays, you've written movies, and the last time you were here, you were I can't remember what stage it was, but your independent film Eye of the Hurricane oh. was in the can. Ready to go. I you had, had just seen it. You it had was seen great. the test screening of it. We were we were in the testing phase. It was really really good. Thank and you. you have like this, you know, a, a really strong cast. And so I wanted to ask you what's happened since. So um, how long ago was that? I don't know. Oh my God, two, uh, maybe two years ago. Two maybe years ago. longer actually. Might be. God, time flies. Okay, so two years ago, you're on. You're you like just on the test screening. Tell people a little bit about the movie and who's in it. And what's happened since? Okay. Uh, the movie's called Eye of the Hurricane. It is, um, stars Campbell Scott, Melanie Linsky, Nicola Peltz, uh, Jose Zuniga, Gregory Cruz, Grant Collins, Wendy Mott. Um, and tell people a little bit about what's happened to some of like, the uh, younger well, cast members. Some of the younger they, cast they really members have up. all kind of blew up. We caught them right as, uh, just before they, 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 uh, they broke through. Uh, Nicola Peltz is on Bates Motel now, and she is just finished shooting Transformers 4. She's the star of that. She plays Mark Wahlberg's daughter in that. Um, Colin Ford was the star of Under the Dome, the, the CBS series. Um, Wendy has been on a lot of commercials, and Grant has just finished, I think, a couple of movies as well. Um, and it's fun to watch them grow up. I mean, it, now they're, they're becoming, you know, they were kids when I was with them. And, you know, two or three years later, they're now in their teens and did you call them up and go I made you <laughs> no 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 they don't they, they, they don't return my calls no <laughs> they're, they're, they're no, we've, been, we've stayed in touch I mean it's it's you know, with the wonder of, of Facebook and the internet we are still very much in contact it's actually kind of nice and uh, you know little comments back and forth are happen, happen weekly so what happened after the first screening well, uh, <laughs> after the first screening, uh, some fistfights broke out over the, this one controversial scene. It's a family drama. I don't know how anything can really be controversial about it, <laughs> but there was one scene that people were a little uh, uh, 
Which one? Very opinionated about. Well, I, I don't want to give it away because okay. the film oh, is okay. just about to come out in, in, in the U.S. Okay. So, uh, it, but it was it was a uh, a pivotal scene. Uh huh. And people either really really liked it or really really hated it, and arguments ensued. Which, as a film director, I just sat in the corner and kind of you know clapped my hands quietly. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's yeah, they're, they're arguing an hour after they've seen my movie. They're still arguing it's about it. It's stuck with that's them. Great. That's huge. Yeah. Um, uh, but we've managed to we, we smoothed it out so it kind of works for everybody and um, the film went to about a dozen festivals and won a couple of awards Some and nominated for other too. ones. Not, yeah, all right, Some big festivals. We didn't go to a whole lot of festivals. We didn't apply to that many because we had kind of picked up distribution before the festival circuit for us actually began. We had sort of landed distribution before the film was finished, just through a, a contact who had seen a rough cut and. Um, they made offers, and then we finished the film and got offers for, for, from five or six other distributors as well. So we kind of well, we, really we went with the original. We didn't have to do a lot of the festival circuit. Right. Uh, we we still went to a few just because it's fun. Right. We really wanted to see the movie on the big screen or the theater audience. The the distributors really been pushing it uh, kind of as a made for TV movie. Oh. It just happens to fit TV very well. There's not a you know there's nothing too risque or violent or, or you know it, it can play very well uh, and it speaks to a lot of different uh, audience demographics and uh, it's, it's it just fits television very well so they're they're pushing that um, it, it and it's been a strange kind of odyssey of uh, where it's landed and how the United States is sort of the last place it's being screened it's been screened kind of around the world really uh, it was uh, HBO picked it up for Central and South America. Hmm. Um, it, it's played it played Canada, it played Belgium, it's played Turkey, Africa. Uh, it's just it, the the U.S. deal is taking has, has taken a, a little while, um, but it looks like uh, we've just kind of closed the deal with. It seems we've closed the deal. Maybe I, I haven't I haven't seen the contract with my name on it yet. But what they're telling us is uh, Stars the Stars Network. Oh, that would be good. Has inked yeah. it, and they're gonna. Put it out very soon this year. Uh, I, I should know dates in about a week or so. What do you think has made it so so globally universal? Do you think it's the the fact that it it takes place post disaster and 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 I, there's I disasters around? It's sort of every time uh, you know. It's been a, like I said. It's been a long odyssey. D- distribution is a very interesting aspect of filmmaking that people don't really talk about all that much it's a it's a whole other life once the that life of trying to get a film made and then shooting it and trying to go to festivals and all that happens once you get distribution which is you know rare and 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 very difficult there's a whole other aspect of of filmmaking that is um i would say more difficult and some at times more aggravating than the filmmaking itself. Does it have to do with editing the film toward an audience or Mm. all the marketing toward an audience? It's it, it, it's dealing really with the fast-changing world of distribution. Um, you know, putting a movie in a movie theater is expensive. There's prints and advertising, and even with digital, it just costs a lot of money. And there's so many other avenues now to see to see media. You can't even really call them films anymore, but but media, video narrative, I guess would be a good way to put it. <laughs> Content, uh, yeah, video content, yeah, yeah. narrative content, yeah, uh, you know, told visually, yeah, uh, with uh, with the internet, with television, with video on demand, iTunes, uh, iPhones, apps, and you know, people are people are creating content now for screens and distribution 
that are literally changing the structure of writing. A three-act structure, a feature film, doesn't really work on an iPhone. Uh, but you know, twelve-minute webisode series are, are you know, while they still have, the, you still need characters that you can empathize with, and and a story that an, that, that an audience can grab a hold of. They're delivered now in different shapes and sizes, which so is, is changing. Is this particular film going to be d- delivered in different shapes and sizes, no. or you found sort of like this, okay, it, it needs to be on one kind of platform? Our our film is a is a feature film. It's an hour and forty minutes. It's uh, and it's a you know it's a it's a it's a straightforward narrative, but it's being you know shopped around for television. Now we luckily didn't have to do a lot of re-editing or any re-editing really for for television for the television market. We didn't have a lot of profanity. We didn't have the things that you would have to go back in and, and fix. We didn't ha- just because of the nature of the story uh, didn't have that much to deal with. So there's less barriers to entry for you guys to hit right. TV. Yeah, it, it yeah. was just it, we didn't realize we were making a made-for-TV movie. <laughs> right, it just happened to fit really well, and so we've uh, uh, they've been going that route and getting a lot more success to that. As opposed to here's a family drama that uh, family dramas is a hard genre to sell. Mm. Um, so, but on TV, it, it actually works very well. So I consulted on the script, and I definitely remember telling you, you to add some first to read it I told you to add some nude scenes and some swearing and some some lesbian action and clearly that's, you that's, didn't I listen actually to me. had that so uh, I had I had, I feel I like had some of that in there you give everyone the same note <laughs> I do I whether, just pretty much could we have some nude scenes and some swearing and some lesbian action I just that's and that's that's those are pretty you much you really notes. should be running a studio <laughs> What HBO? That's what they do. Maybe. That's what they do. Maybe. They're like, hey, there's not enough cussing. There's not enough nudity. There's not enough lesbian stuff. All right, all right, all right. We'll put it in. Now, when I read the script, it really was. It was just beautiful. Like, yeah. there's sometimes you read read script and you're just like, dude, you don't really need me. This this <laughs> is good. Just do that. Just keep doing that. But add That's, lesbians. Yeah, but add lesbians. That with lesbians, yeah. <laughs> So, um, so let's let's talk a little bit about about this multi-platform thing that you're alluding to. Because when you were on the show last time, we talked all about Eye of the Hurricane, and then at the very end, you went, "Wow, I didn't. We didn't even talk about digital story, storytelling, <laughs> which at the time was something that you were teaching when you were teaching in Florida. Right. And um, and even the way that you described it right before we went, uh, we we opened the mics here. Really interesting. I haven't heard anybody speak about it that way and I would really love for you to, to give us a sure give I'll, us a small class I'll, if you will I'll give you the spiel <laughs> it's um, well where I was teaching until recently um, and still very close uh, with, with the department and the students there they, they've been calling it entrepreneurial digital cinema and it's sort of the next step in the evolution of what I guess Mumblecore came out a few years ago mm. at, what had happened, it's, it's funny, it kind of happened when I was in film school, this is like 98, 99, uh, the first digital video cameras, you know, consumer, professional like grade. The Panasonic The Canon TV XL1 and, oh, came Canon out, XL1, right? It wasn't even yeah. 24 frames yet. Yeah. But, and I remember one of our producing students bought one. I think he paid like $900,000. <laughs> yeah. And we all would, you know, we were all like, ooh, look at that. And it was like, oh, it's video. We're, we're shooting film. We're, you know, <laughs> as typical film students, yeah. that's all we wanted to do. But as it's come along... Uh, you know, suddenly students and people had access to cameras that were of a quality on par with the professional video cameras. Uh, and then Final Cut and Premiere, uh, 
you have personal editing mm-hmm. systems and computers with enough memory and storage and power to, to actually to run these things. But there was always a barrier. The one barrier always was how do you distribute the movies? That was always Hollywood. There was no other way to really to do it. Festivals was your only route. And then hopefully you, you, know, you get a distributor or some studio buys your film. And if you're one of those 1% or 2% that, that get that, you know, then you think you've got it made. But, and you don't, and that's another podcast. I'll come back in a year and tell you all about that. But, um, but what's happened now recently is with the Internet and with you know, computers that we now have bandwidth and, and power and speed, where you can watch a movie uh, and, and put it out into the world. You can now actually really create from start to finish a, a movie process from concept right through distribution and exhibition without ever having to deal with the Hollywood machine, the industry capital I, um, you know, which opens up a lot of doors to a lot of kinds of storytelling that uh, previously just wouldn't be feasible to make because you had to follow the Hollywood distribution models of which were film, film theaters and television. You know, and so you had to reach certain audiences, and Hollywood just isn't built to make little tiny films. This whole town runs on this industry. You know, it, the films have to be have to be big enough to to pay everybody a living wage, and uh, you know, so the vendors around outside the studios ha- can can run. This town is a factory town, uh, but now there's stu- there are people all around the uh, around the world who are making films, kind of like the French New Wave, kind of like what had happened uh, uh, in France in the fifties and sixties. It's just, it is a new industry in a way. It's a sort of a parallel industry that it's lean and it's nimble and it's small. These, a lot of these filmmakers don't care about making a living in the industry. They just want to make their art. And now they have, they only, if, if they can make a film that only, re, that only has an audience demographic of 500 people, that's fine because understanding that and keeping a budget you know, low, I, you go out and you make a movie with your friends uh, for, 50 bucks, you know, a couple of pizzas and you make it in your living room. You have all the equipment. If the story's good and the performances are good, you can, you can find your audience now. And, so, then, and then potentially, even if you're doing it toward an audience of 500 people, if it catches fire, it could, it could become 5 million It absolutely people. could. I mean, viral marketing, crowdsourcing, crowdfunding, which are not the same thing. People use the words the same, but they're different. Um, but that's all come into play. It's a, uh, it's, it is a... It's the Wild West. You know, it's, it, it really is... It's not just another step in the filmmaking uh, industry. It's a, it's a whole other animal in its way. It's, I mean, there, there are some crossovers, but there will be a whole generation of people now who will go out and spend their careers making movies that will never touch Hollywood, never see Hollywood, and that's fine. I mean, Hollywood's still going to be around. Who doesn't love a good... Hollywood movie, you right. know, but uh, but now there are outlets for people who don't. There's other there are other arenas to play to play in. But then Hollywood will see someone doing something on their own and get oh half a million people watched your movie or three million on and, YouTube and they're like hey do you want to write shoot act in absolutely. a studio picture and then sure the, the most popular ones Hollywood Hollywood's always been very good at snatching up things that are profitable it's a it's an industry yeah. they're, they're here yeah. to make money the day Hollywood figures out a formula that selling shoes is more profitable than making money, this whole city will stop making movies and they will start making shoes. I, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm just, fine with I that too. I, I have a great idea for a shoe. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd like to pitch it's you a shoe. It's just another thing I love. Thank you. 
Um, so, so uh, over the years uh, of doing this, I mean, uh, the distribution, there's actually some distribution platforms now. Oh, absolutely. So as far as where, let's say that somebody goes, okay, well, I want to try my hand at this. Where could they go first to check out some feature films that are, are where can they actually see some of these? Sure. Uh, well, I mean... Check out any of the film festival websites. They, mm-hmm. they, a lot of them are streaming now. And you know, Sundance and IFC have their own channels, their own television channels, and they're they're putting out content twenty four hours a day. Um, you can see a lot of short films and a lot of interesting films. One of my favorite sites is a thing called filmminute.com. One minute films, um, and they give out awards and they're they're streaming. There's a lot of online festivals that are just done online. Um, there's an you know, and I guess the. Kickstarter had sort of become the thing. Now, every student just says, I'm going to raise my money on Kickstarter, which was great at first. It's becoming mm-hmm. very kind of hard to do. It's, it's not it's saturated not as, now. Yeah, yeah, it's not as easy as say, you just put yeah. your, you know, I'm gonna, I want $10,000 and I'll check back in in 30 days. We had actually, ra- we were one of, my film was one of the first films actually used Kickstarter. Oh, yeah? And we were one of the first to actually meet our goals. We were like a spotlight film. Huh. But even with that, my uh, producer was working all day, <laughs> every day, coming up with anything, you know, begging people. And you Just get trying kind of, to get eyeballs on And you it, get right? one bite of that apple. You know, yeah. your friends and family and friends and, and, and family, they'll pony up a little dough for you. Yeah, once, you once. give five bucks here, 20 bucks here, yeah. 50. But there's, yeah. some, there's some new things. Even that has evolved. There's a great thing yeah. called Seed and Spark, um, seedandspark.com, which is sort of, it's taken Kickstarter, which kind of, it didn't really flesh out the whole uh, picture of what, that sort of uh, engine could do. It, it, you can certainly raise money on it, uh, yeah, but it, it also is sort of like a registry, a wish list. I need a, I need a, for my film, I need a, a canoe and 40 pairs of tube socks mm. and uh, a banquet set. Well, you can give money, but you can also say, you know what, I've got a canoe in my garage. You can, I'll donate that, or you can borrow it, and they've, they've, oh. you can create that. And where Kickstarter would end with that, you know, you raise the money and Kickstarter kind of goes away. Right, and you'd use that money and go get that stuff. Right, Seed and Spark is really an engine that takes you all the way through. You can distribute your movie on Seed and Spark. Hmm. I mean, it's it's created a, and there are other places like that. There's something called Big Vision Empty Wallet, which is just, it's a a place that these young, I mean, I I wish I was 10 years younger. I kind of miss this evolution (laughs) uh, uh, of filmmaking by this much. (laughs) Um, but my, you know, the students now are just—they're just poised. They're—they're they're born at the right time. They're, these are the these are the kids who are going to change filmmaking. The next, you know, the, the next Kubrick and the next, uh, you know, Woody Allen are of of the entrepreneurial digital cinema are in school now, and uh, you know, ten years from now. So, what would you do when you were when you were uh, a professor teaching uh, this uh, digital uh, mm-hmm. filmmaking? Uh, what would you do with these young Kubricks um, as far as sort of like um, a step-by-step sort of I want you to make this, now I want you to make that? Um, tell me a little bit about the stages well, you've the actual, I mean, it, it, teaching isn't all that different um, because ultimately these wonderful little gadgets that they all have now, the latest cameras, the latest this and that, you know, uh, at the end of the day they're just recording devices to record what's in front of the camera. So... Character and story are still the most important things. And theme, I'm a big pusher of theme. The idea of uh, why certain people can like things 20, 30, 40 years down the road, you know, when the filmmaking technology is antiquated, you watch a movie like Casablanca, which I still love, uh, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it's paced too slow for the, for, for the modern-day audience, which is much more savvy mm-hmm. than audiences of 50, 60, 70 years ago. 
the, the arc lights and the, even the acting is it was uh, you know watching Ingrid Bergman with her more representational up, oh, and oh, yeah. acting yeah. You know, the the the, uh, the Meisner technique and, and and the method hadn't really bled right, in the film right. yet. Um, you can still watch it and still love it because of the themes. The themes themes are timeless. Uh, you know, sacrificing for the greater good is something anyone can understand and appreciate. Uh, no matter what. And you also have Humphrey Bogart, which is never a bad thing yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but so we, we, are, we are pushing theme and we are pushing, we're pushing theme and story and character even more because students have all this access to equipment now 24 hours a day and it's very easy to talk about equipment. They like to talk about lenses and the latest cameras and they the red this the gear. and the yeah. Ari Alexa yeah. this yeah. and yada, yada, yada. And yeah. It's just keeping them from doing the really hard work. <laughs> so, 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 and also that idea that because you can do it probably quicker mm-hmm. and a little bit easier, that is sort of like, well, let's just put it on, on film and see what it looks mm-hmm. like, and then we can yeah. sort of mess with it in the editing process instead of sort of that, that, that work that you need to do pre-scripting mm-hmm. and actual scripting, and, uh, and that is where what you're talking about, story This is where we're pushing. Like when, I, you know, when I teach a writing class, uh, certainly a beginning writing class, so a, lot of, I've, a lot of students hated this, quite frankly. Uh, they didn't write a script uh, for most of the class. We spent most of the class developing a good idea for a short film. Writing a short film is very, very difficult. Yeah. Uh, especially now. Short films are shorter than they used to be, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, 12 minutes is long. That's a long, short movie. That's a long, short, short, short movie. Now, yeah, and, you yeah. know, but try to tell your film students that. <laughs> right. You know, you, you cut it from 15 minutes to 12. Like, I can't, I cannot make a movie in 12 minutes. I cannot, I cannot deliver my opus, my masterpiece, in anything less than 15 minutes. And then I send them to filmminute.com and it's like, there yeah, you go. You can do it. Right. And yeah. short is better. If you can make yeah. a good five minute film yeah. with a character you care about, uh, a story that makes sense, and if you can make them laugh. Yeah. You go to any film festival in the world. Yep. Um, what do you usually? This comes up from time to time on this show, right? What What do you take away that would be in a feature film that you can't have in a, in a five minute film? Well, that's what's difficult because mm-hmm. you really uh, the essentials are the same. Hmm. You still need a character, a dimensional character that people can empathize with. You still need a theme that people can can, grab, can connect to, and you need a beginning, middle, and an end. If you're making a narrative film, um, there are you know. Uh, and yet you, don't, you just don't have the time to develop anything. So you, what you lose are large casts, uh, multiple, multiple locations, multiple, right? multiple storylines. Mm. You, 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 you can't build supporting character and B stories. You, you have, I have a character. There's probably one turn. It's an exciting incident. There's probably one turn of event that leads you right to the climax and a resolution. I, but I, if you can do that, I mean, if you, if you see a good short film, they stay with you. They're gr- they're like mm-hmm. little pearls. They're mm-hmm. kind of little perfect pieces of because there's nothing superfluous about them. They, I, think it, I think it teaches people too a lot about character work in the fact that you are forced to introduce your character in one scene. In you terms have of, no exposition time. It, it's defining yeah. them in terms of the action that we come up on them doing and the choice that they're making. Mm-hmm. We should know them. Yeah. Rather than having all those scenes right in the first act that we would we have the luxury of it in a mm-hmm. in a full feature. Yeah, and it, you you just you have to get to the point. It's like and you have to do it visually. You you know there's no time for talking. You can't have people giving exposition uh, in dialogue. So uh, I have a question about the length of films. Uh, you know your students are all they're all young and they're they're growing up on Everyone's stuff young. that's short. Yeah. 
<laughs> so I would I would assume that they would gravitate toward more like shorter material, but they're would, still like you would think uh, until need, they uh, start writing. Uh, okay. And what they do is that you know I, I teach a class at uh, their senior projects. They have they have twelve minutes, and that's total running time credits and everything else. Twelve minutes, and we spend three quarters. It's thirty weeks taking them through development, shooting, and posting. Um, and they'll, and for the first 10 weeks, it's nothing but development. Uh, mm. They bring in uh, scripts. We read them in class. We debate. We critique them. Uh, they, they get their creative teams together and all that. But they bring in scripts that are, you know, they're 18, 19 pages long. And the first thing is, I don't even want to read them. I just say, you can cut that in half. <laughs> you got to cut, because I, I, there's no point in reading them. And they go, yeah, well, you know, but it, it, it reads fast. I'm like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Oh, the old, it, <laughs> it reads You know, fast. I said the same thing when I was a film student. It's going to be on my tombstone. Yeah, it, it's, it's a fast read. It's a fast it's 20 fast. pages, I, I promise you. And I said, well, how long do you think this movie is going to be? They go, eh, I think it's going to come in right at 12 minutes. I said, you have a 22-minute film there. <laughs> you have a montage written as montage car stuff. <laughs> it's like write it out uh, and you know but you know you, well I was one of those film students you can't tell us anything some of them just have to learn the, the hard, hard way, way. Yeah, yeah you know and yeah. it, it'd be fine except it costs money I mean these right. the budgets are a couple thousand dollars for these films and it's we also we show a lot of short films in the class films that have won awards gone to festivals mm-hmm. and they you know we won't tell them all that. We say, what do you think about this movie? Right. And a lot of people like it or are interested in it. They go, well, this film is four minutes long. They shot it over a weekend on two days. It was a budget of $400. It's like, you know, why do you have to spend $12,000 and, and, you know, for a 25-page film that, you'll never, that you're just never going to be able to see, even if it's great. If, yeah. if, even if you are the next Kubrick and you make a masterpiece, 25-minute film, there's nowhere to, put, there's nowhere to show it. Like you the know, film festivals won't show it. They, film festivals show ninety minute. You know, their their short showcases are ninety minutes long. Right. They'll have, usually will have one film that kind of breaks the fifteen minute barrier. Exactly. And the rest are five and six, seven minutes long yep. for the most part. Yep. So we try to, I don't want to say steer them away, but we try to, we try to fix the problems in development. Mm-hmm. Because by the time they get the post, they're trying to they're trying to create a nine minute film based on something that was shot much longer. It becomes a, a yeah. patchwork job at yeah. best. Yeah. So. So so then okay so I guess what I'm curious about is if really the nuts and bolts of of teaching digital filmmaking yeah. are the same, then where does it depart? In 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 terms of you know where does yeah. it depart? Is it in well, the it, production? It departs in production. Uh, in that you're not shooting film, you, mm-hmm. know, you know. So there's, and yet it's not as different as you think. I mean, especially now. I mean, the, you're you're recording the media on on cards, on you know, SIM cards as opposed to film or tape. Uh, but you're still recording actors in front of an of a screen. The only difference now is you don't have to transfer it from film to video to get it into an editing system. You just simply plug the card into a card reader in your computer, and you download all the footage. But you're still editing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, with an editing system that simulates uh, a film editing system, and the output's the same. There are some differences in some lighting, ch- you know. There's some technical aspects that are different. You have to understand uh, uh, the way the way video works with pixel with pixels as opposed to a chemical process of film, which you know, it's literally burning uh, mm-hmm. silver nitrate onto a celluloid is a different kind of. It's a chemical process as opposed to pixelization. So sometimes in film, you can see in the darkness and the shadows. It's not pure black. 
and, and you know, right. but that's harder to do now. It's get film the video is getting better at it, you mm-hmm. know, but uh, it's still there's still some advantages to shooting film. But you choose film versus video now based on more of an aesthetic as opposed to economic issue. I mean, it's literally getting the depth that you want, getting the look and the style that you want. I mean, film has a still has an epic quality. It's the difference between you know, digital is very exact. And now with high def, uh, well, not about 4K televisions and things, which are, you know, much more uh, specific and, and, and focused than even high def was. Um, you know, I personally can't stand them. If you ever watch a high, you know, watch it's, a TV show on a high, high def TV, and it just looks weird. Yeah. Pat's, Pat's addicted to it, but for me, it's like great. then I suddenly my favorite film is looking like a soap opera. Yeah, exactly. It, it, yeah. it, it kind of pulls back a, a video look to yeah, it. Yeah, it looks like BBC. Everything, everything looks BBC yeah. or soap opera to me. Yeah, it's yeah. great for sports. I mean, it's it's yeah, great to sports, watch a live great. sports thing. Uh, but to concerts watch, look great, but uh, yeah, I mean, and you know, Chris Nolan talks about he still likes shooting on film. It's yeah, there's a feeling on film that there's something very precious about it so you shoot a little differently it's expensive when you run film through a camera right you can only run it through once you digital you're like it. hey which is which is goes back to why you still have to get your students to feel precious about the scripting yeah. process because they're not going to in the production process no. and but they need to because they they're still wasting of time I would yeah. imagine you're, you're still, still going to lose still, light right yeah. Yeah. at the end of the day it's still mean. time and money yeah. Yeah. there's still there's still crews and actors actors yeah still have to act and it still yeah. their process hasn't changed they still have to take a character from a page to a screen and that is not a technical process that is an emotional process an intellectual right. process right. and everyone's different and you know uh it's i'm thankful that doesn't change story you know <laughs> stories really haven't changed since you know cavemen were, were writing them on walls yeah you know it's still you still need a visual opening and you still need <laughs> um so I'm I'm very much as someone who while well, in film school was a little snobby about the whole video process. I am now for it wholeheartedly because it gives an opportunity to make to tell stories you, and more people can tell stories. More t- and which means more bad stories, but the yeah, cream the right. cream will always rise to the top. You know, right, it's just like right. the music industry. Exactly, you know, it's the same. You can still thing. you find some of the best music ever being made is being made right now. Yep. Because they don't have to sell to a million people to be considered mm-hmm. successful. They can yeah. make the music for their. For their fifty devotees, on you know, and they have a Facebook page, and it, the viral market. You'd be surprised at how fast, you know, fifty people could turn into five thousand people, mm-hmm. into five million people. I've been surprised. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, question for you: What's next for you? Um, as far as as directing and writing, are you going to start yeah. directing and and writing a, another independent film? Uh, yeah, I've got I've got several. I'm writing um, and. They're in various stages, and a, and a TV series. I, now, I've moved to Savannah, Georgia, for my for SCAD, and I've really kind of fallen in love with the. Uh, it's a very unique place. It's very different from where I've lived before, and there's a look and feel. It's primed for uh, for film and television. They, they have a great they, a lot of film films come through there. I mean, very sadly, most recently the the horrible incident with uh, Sarah. The, the, oh, that, that happened oh, in the Savannah. Train. Wow. The, yeah. And there were SCAD yeah. students who were working oh, on that okay. show, and it was very kind of, wow. very sad. Yeah. Uh, and it has it, really kind of rocked, well, the whole industry, but Savannah yeah, in, yeah. in particular, uh, the students and the, and the professionals there. Yeah, it's and, shocking. Uh, but they have not shot a television series in Savannah yet. That's and surprising, And it has one that has, takes place in Savannah, and I just happen to have... You uh, have the one. I have two ideas that I have developed... <laughs> Uh, that I am actually in town to sort of 
let's say discuss. I won't say pitch. Interesting. Like to discuss with a few people. And Georgia still has a good uh, rebate system and one of the tax best incentives I sh- and all that. Stuff I shot my good. Florida movie in Georgia yeah. because of the, the the tax credit. Yeah. There. So. Um, very friendly place to shoot. Great crew base. Uh, I mean, oh. you know, Atlanta is booming, but yeah, uh, yeah. Savannah's uh, poised, and I'm gonna I'm gonna take advantage of that. <laughs> and so I'm doing that. I have a, a little a little independent, a tiny independent movie that I want to make for in this vein, this entrepreneurial digital cinema vein. I w- I'm going to do it for I'll call it a hundred thousand dollars, which is not tiny, tiny, but in in feature in film scheme, world, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's. Uh, it's kind of a cross between breaking away and say anything. Hmm. Um, it's called breaking anything. Breaking anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> say away. <laughs> and uh, so doing that, and then I have some other larger projects that I'm working on as well. Am I going to get my, my paws on, on these projects? Oh, yes. Okay. All right. Good. Absolutely. I'm ready, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. You, 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 you're the first one to read these scripts. Yes. <laughs> Oh, that was my. I don't know what that sound was. I'm you glad can you add made it. To it. The, add I'm it glad to the you sound made files. it. I'm glad you made it. <laughs> this is. I know. This is so cool. <laughs> this is so cool. You're doing so much. I'm glad that that you're back. You've taught us an awful lot. Well, thanks. <laughs> I hope I get an A. <laughs> you, you totally get an A. Thanks. I was. Uh, uh, what is a favorite movie? Because uh, I'm not going to say what you were railing on that you hated before the mics went on. So tell me, <laughs> tell me. All my students know exactly who I'm talking uh, about. By tell, the way. tell me who you. Tell me who you love. If you were a student of film right oh. now. Who, what movies would you suggest people study? What contemporary movies? I contemporary like movies? This question. Wow. There's so many movies out there. I mean, I'm a, you, gotta, and you also have to consider the source. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm a big fan of Sam Mendes and Alexander Payne. Oh, me too. And, um, you know, Nebraska Link was great. It was on the plane today as I was flying in. I watched Nebraska again, and it's yeah. just a charming movie. Yeah. Um, and... Sam Away We Go was a little movie that Maya Rudolph was in. Oh, yeah. I just loved that movie. movie. That's a really good yeah. movie. Um, yeah. And uh, C. Nombre. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, Corey uh, Fukin. He does True Detective. He, he's, oh, he's the one who's yeah. done ah, True Detective now, which nice. I am you know, addicted to. Just so good. I watched. I, I mean, I have, I binge watched every episode, start to finish. I'm still behind a little bit. Um, we won't tell you that. I won't tell you that. But, you know. So I'm, I've been actually a big fan of, of TV. The writing and television, television has just been, you know, kicking it. It is yeah. so good. From House of Cards and uh, House of Cards. I just finished watching House of Cards. We're this on week. the last episode. It just to so watch good, tonight. you know. And so, uh, but but uh, Corey made Sin Nombre, which was a little movie that just really inspired me. Um, and my, it's, it's the reason my cinematographer came onto my movie. We were. We, she said, I read your script and it reminds me of a movie that it has nothing to do with the story, but mm. she said, see Nombre. And I just said, all right, well, you're hired. Oh, you're hired. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I, I was really selling that movie and no, no one had seen it in Orlando. It didn't play really in Orlando. So so you guys had that creative kind of shorthand just, together. You're boom, just like, boom, that's we're, it. We're working on the yeah. same level. Yeah, that's well, I cool. I think it is so important that if you're going to embark on a project with somebody that there's a, a taste level that you yeah. both agree on. Yeah. That there's also a vision of whatever project that where you can say, okay, it's like or mm-hmm. you know I want it to be the next and yeah. if you can share that it's in the and vein agree, of yes. right exactly I think, I think and like a real important. passion for it not just oh I've heard of it or I've eh, it's no. alright but you have to be oh absolutely like, in, both in love with those and that's, things that's and, always been the case you, you think of yeah. uh, like the, the stories of, of Orson Welles 
and uh, and uh, and Tolan, his his DP, his Oscar-winning DP, just watching John Ford movies, and or that was that was Orson Welles' film school, is you know, and he's just like, what what do you call that shot, or what kind of lens was used there, and he would tell them, and that's they just loved John Ford movies, and that's oh. how they we get Citizen Kane, you know, it's kind of just it's just filmmakers, you know, love film love film and talk about film and. You, you you find people with similar passions and similar taste levels, and you work with those people, and mm-hmm. you politely decline to work with the people who who love the movies and filmmakers that you don't. <laughs> you just it just you're just going to avoid a lot of problems if you you know. You know what I, mean, I would true. I would love from you is a list of feature films and short films that you think people should sure. see. Yeah, that'd be cool. And what we could do too is, um, you know, any well. I know you got a lot on your plate right now, but this is going to come out from this tape date, like in three weeks, right? Okay. So I'll if, send it to you. If you could do that, then what we'll also do is we'll add a link to Eye of the Hurricane so people know right. where to see it. So if you're interested in that list, um, email me at inquire at onthepage.tv and I will send that to you and it will also have a link to Jesse's film so that you can see it. Great, because my opinions are never wrong, by the way. Oh, you know what? You know I am, what? I have a thousand percent batting average as on movies. As long as you have opinions. And remember, this, this guy has taught film in two major <laughs> places. He's got a, a great film out right now, and I happen to have read his stuff, and he, he you know, the taste level is there. So, thank you. Thank you. Um, I also want to tell everybody... Um, here at onthepage.tv, I am actually going to be teaching a TV class. It's oh, the first man. time I'm actually teaching a TV class. For years now, I've been incorporating TV into the six-week class because I also love television. Yeah. Tons of my clients are, are TV writers. Yeah. Um, and I want people to be able to break story and, and ex- expand in any medium that they want. But people have been asking, could you just do something for TV? So I am going to do a one-day class only on television, and it is going to be mid-May. So if you're local in Los Angeles, please go to onthepage.tv and check that out. If you're not local, there are classes um, that I did last summer that uh, were recorded for better or for worse. They, you Mm -hmm. know, (laughs) they're... There is not a lot of polish to those classes. Were you They're very just drunk? the class. No, I wasn't. I wasn't oh, oh, drunk. Okay, I wasn't okay, drunk. Okay. But you know, people are passing in front of the cameras. It's just oh, the way. I hate that. It's you know, it's it's a real class. But there yeah. are five classes that were recorded this summer, and uh, you can watch those online too. And uh, go to onthepage.tv, and you can see uh, you can download those classes. They're not free, but. Um, they're not wildly they're, expensive. They're Nothing not in life free. is free. <laughs> Nothing worthwhile is free. I agree. <laughs> and hopefully, I'll be coming to Savannah to teach sometime. I'm, we're working. We're, we're I, I'm, work I want to make that happen. I want S- you to come Savannah's down. Savannah's on my list, too, of places to go. You all are welcome to come. All right. It was St. Patrick's Day. You know, uh, the Monday? biggest one yeah. of the biggest uh, parades in the world is, oh. is Savannah. It's like Mardi Gras. It's like a green wow. Mardi Gras. And I'm oh. kind of sorry I missed it, but... Uh, yeah. I, I am I'm really looking forward to it. You, my my mother lived in Savannah as a child. Really? Yes. Yes. And oh. so, you know, I got to hear, you know, I it's her, charming. Right, through through her lens, exactly. <laughs> but no, I'm gonna go. I mean I would I would just love that. Also, I forgot to mention when this uh, podcast comes out, I think uh, a week later I will be in Sarasota, Florida. Um, so I've never taught in Sarasota, Florida. I've heard it's great. My mom lives there now. See, I just follow my mom around <laughs> and teach places. She's going to all the cool places. Yeah, you know, she wants me to visit her. And I'm like, 
mom, you know, I travel and I teach. She's like, so teach a class here. We'll just set up a class for you. And so Are the kids going to go? Um, yeah, Rita's going to go. Yeah, Rita. Yeah, Rita's going to go and hang out. It's great. The Ringling, the Ringling Brothers School is there, which is yes. a great school, especially for animation. If you wanted to, I don't know if that helps you, but their, anima- their animation students are pretty good. Really? I, I checked into it already. Huh. It looks fabulous. Because, yeah. um, you know, maybe the, the 13-year-old wants to take a class there when she visits grandma. Sure. You know, right. We don't have anything called just a vacation. Like, things no, no, have no. to be done. Classes things have to, to be taught or, or taken. It's a tax write. <laughs> Write yeah. the whole trip off. That's right. <laughs> Every meal. <laughs> write a little go. note at the bottom. Rita's meal and entertainment. <laughs> All right, Rita. Which director Jeez, did so you, you meet? So you had a meeting at Dave and Buster's? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. And you and Chuck E. Cheese had a discussion about your web series? Yeah. Yeah, Chuck E. Cheese is, you know, she's doing the adaptation, actually. Oh, it's, okay. It's fine. Yeah, nice. <laughs> called uh, 50 tickets and uh and, and a slice <laughs> and a slice yeah Tonight. yeah yeah um uh where can people go uh to check out everything that's jesse wolf jesse wolf uh, well i have the hurricane movie.com is a good link or actually our facebook page uh click on us we'd, lo- we'd love to have many more likes excellent uh, especially as we're coming into our our u.s premiere Wonderful. on stars yeah. keep your keep your eye out for oh, that that is so exciting yeah stars is Doing it right, so really cool. <laughs> and a deep, are yes. you still still at a deep? As far I as am your on, on Twitter, Twitter. Handle? yes, and um, you know I'm around and stuff. <laughs> just listen, cruising for nannies. Yeah, cruising for nannies. Maybe I'll just go poach someone else's nanny. <laughs> maybe. No, I refuse. Yeah. I refuse. Right, you've got ethics. I unlike ethics. your neighbors up the street. <laughs> I was like, I asked her, I was like, who, who is it? Who is it? And I got the name and I was like, I don't know who that is. I get the first name and I don't know who it is. So I've been asking other neighbors like, so do you know this actress? Da, 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 da. I'm bad because I'll, I'll just get in a fight at well, the yeah. playground. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't get in a fl- fight <laughs> I'm, I'm in the cra- playground. I'm crazy. I'm crazy. Don't do that. I'm that dad. <laughs> you stole my nanny. <laughs> you know, throw sand and, you know. I don't know. Yeah, everybody used to think I was the nanny. Like I would, because you see my, you know, yeah, my little yeah. peachy pink yeah, yeah, kids, right? Yeah, and I would yeah. take them out. Oh my you know? god! And like, like people would be like, "How long have you been taking care of them?" And I'm like, "All oh, their life, pretty, <laughs> pretty." They fell out on me. Yeah. And then, and then I'd feel bad because sometimes the nannies would bond with me too. Right. And right. then I'd hate to, like, I'd be like, "Wow, I made a friend," you know. But then, like. If they found out I wasn't a nanny, what were they going to oh. do? So, like, right. there was because that. Because they've been doing all their talking. <laughs> Maybe that's, in your movie, in you hire movie, a fake nanny like me, who's really a mom. <laughs> yeah. There's all kinds of ways to skin this one. That's yeah, right. That's, yeah. Coming to a theater near you. Yes. Nanny poaching by Adib Desai. Mm-hmm. With, uh, with, with uh, some input by Jesse Wolf. Yeah. And some. story elements by that's right. I don't know exactly. We'll um, I uh, want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you again, Jesse. Thank you, Adeep. Yep. And remember, have a good writing week. 